You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma stories through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame today. To tell you, I mean, a story about a brand that you definitely would have seen around the state. You've probably drank from the bottles of Osaka. And, you know, there's, I mean, you just see it everywhere. You're, there's a great Made in Oklahoma partnership that we're going to talk about that you guys do a lot of stuff with. But Tanner Hansen is with me today to tell that story, uh, a wonderful Oklahoma story. Even if you've driven into downtown, we had the marathon recently. If you've driven into downtown and you've definitely driven by the Osaka plant, I guess would be the way to play a plant would be the right way to say yep. it. I mean, yeah, with the, with a the giant water tower and um, it's right next to Lively Beer Works, which is a big purple building. You can't miss that one. So, Tanner, thanks so much for, for coming and, and I'm excited to share the story today to just to dive in to the family history and, and how this becomes and how this happens because, you know, we know each other and I, I know your story and we're going to dive into that as well and, and how you get to kind of your position now and, and all of the other little positions that you've gone through but I had a little tour of the facility it's uh it never stops it's moving and shaking it's great to see it's fascinating things move at a fast pace and and it's not just little bottles of water that you guys do no it's not so, big, big old jugs five gallons exactly so before we dive into kind of the history of the business um tell me a little bit about you kind of how did you know how did you know, you were born and raised in Oklahoma City and then... Born and raised here. Yeah. Uh, did my undergrad here, did a little bit of postgrad. Um, I've got a beautiful wife and I think I outkicked my coverage on her. Uh, she reminds me every day. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> uh, I've, got, <laughs> I've got two dogs and uh, happily married for about two years. Um, that's kind of the... Oh, and I, I love playing golf and... Uh, traveling and listening to music and yeah. playing a little bit here and there. Uh, that's kind of a a little quick and dirty of yeah. kind of who I am, but, um, you know, it, legacy has always been a huge part of my family and being able to be a part of a family business is really special. Um, especially one that's been around for over 50 years. Um, and 1971 is, it was our year of inception and last year was our 50th anniversary. Um, Hopefully we'll do something special for it soon, but, um, you know, we didn't, uh, do anything too crazy. Still, still trying to kind of recover from a crazy 2020 year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, uh, we're moved past it. I think the world's kind of calming down a little bit, which is nice and really yeah. refreshing. Yeah. That quote, getting back to normal keeps coming around and actually starting to feel yeah. like, you know, like the last two, everyone's like. 2019 was literally felt like a month ago, but it hasn't. It was two, feels like an eternity ago now. It's crazy. But back to kind of, I mean, touch on your your, your you a little bit. Um, I mean, I got two dogs too. What are your dogs' names? Bo. Yeah. <clears throat> well, they're both actually they're both chocolate labs, okay. and they're both like half siblings. So same mom, different dad. Uh, Bo and Charlie. That's an interesting mix. Having both like sort of siblings and like it's kind of cool. I kind of wish we'd had two like from our from the litter or like from yeah. you know the same you know 
lineage or whatever because I have friends who have like two brothers or two sisters and they're either great or they're either like a terror but they get used to each other um yeah they're they're definitely a bit of both you know they they like to rough house pretty good yeah. and you cannot keep them out of the water uh I think Charlie she'll just hop in the pool and just swim around and she did that in December and I was like you know that water's like 40 <laughs> degrees and she just doesn't care Right, and then when she comes out of the water, you don't be anywhere near it. Oh no, shake and cover you and It's like a, one water. of those uh, sprinkler machines that sprays you. Definitely. Uh, so, I mean, those two hunting dogs, right? They're great for hunting. Great for hunting. Uh, I didn't want to go that route. No, uh, I don't do a lot of hunting myself, uh-huh. or at least with with dogs. Um, every once in a while, I'll go uh, bird hunting, but we'll use other yeah, dogs yeah. that the facility provides. I just. Uh, I got Bo about five years ago, and I just kind of wanted a, a companion. I got him right after I graduated, and always wanted my own dog. And then uh, my wife, my wife's a couple years ago, she's like, "How would you feel if we got another one?" I'm like, I need another dog. Like, I need a hole in the head. And well, we got a second dog despite my best efforts, and now I also love that dog too. That's exactly the same story as my two dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you get one, yeah. I get, but we bought a house. First thing we got a dog, and then a couple of years later, my wife's like, she needs a friend. <laughs> yeah, that's ex- she's like she's like, yeah. She said, and that's the end of it, right? You just you can't fight that. It's, it's exactly. Yeah. She's like, oh, I didn't get myself another dog. I just got our dog a dog. Yeah. <laughs> what are your dogs' names? Uh, Savvy. Uh, so we Savvy and Greg's um, and they're two girl dogs but my wife got to pick the first one and I got to pick the name so we're golfers I picked Savvy as Seriano yep. Ballesteros because Savvy was like the closest name that kind of was like or the only name that wasn't like people don't really know that it's a golfer right if you're not a golfer you're like oh it's a cool name mm-hmm. whereas if you like Arnie Tiger you know Jack or whatever you know you could name your dog after legends and someone's like oh you're a golfer because you you know definitely name your dog after yeah. Tiger Woods or whatever but so I got away with that one and I didn't tell my wife it was a it was a golfer until like a week later and she's like you know I really like that name and I was like yes and then I the second one I got to pick the dog and she got to pick the name and I I've always had boy dogs growing up and I wanted a boy dog and we you know we had the first one as a girl so I picked this dog great gonna have a boy in the litter and there wasn't any dogs left so my wife named Greg's is, and you'll find this funny too. Greg's is a bakery in the UK. Really, it's a bakery franchise in the UK, and my wife loves this place called Greg's. And they do like sausage rolls and pastries, and I mean it's just super cheap and it's great food, especially when you're hungover. <laughs> and they do this like chicken bake, and it's just like a square Yum. kind of chicken pot pie, right? But in like a bake pasty style form, and it's just they're like a dollar fifty each, so game changer. So Yum. ten bucks, you you are filled. And so my wife says, like, we were walking through, like, a grocery store one day. And she's like, we're going to name our dog Greg's. And I, like, lost it. I was like, you're kidding me, right? Like, I was laughing my head off. And she's like, no, I think it's great. I was like, yeah, I guess it is. So we have two girls. Greg's was supposed to be a boy um, with a boy name. So we have two girl dogs, two golden doodles. And they are my world, right? Like, we don't have kids. Yeah. And the dogs are everything. You know, you could get away with it. Uh, you know, Greg Norman. Mm-hmm. Greg's. So yeah. a little, little loose association. A little loose association. It could work. But I'm fight. I'm fighting her because she wants another one, right? Oh, wow. It doesn't stop. Good it, luck. You're gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and like for you, like I mean, my doodles, they're not as big. I and mean, the first one's kind of like sixty-ish pounds, but the chocolate lab, they're big, right? Oh, they're, so they're, they're about hundred pounds. Sizes on sizes on your you know they're on huge. your side because like you know if you get another one of those like 
it's time to get a big house, right? You can't fit two dogs and two humans in the same bed. No. We've tried and failed. And then it's the terrible. car and all the other stuff. Uh-huh. It's just uh-huh. it's not worth it. But um, we could talk about dogs and golf forever. It's probably we should probably start talking about oh, yeah, the business right. <laughs> that you work in for the people listening. You know, we're, we're a few minutes in and. Uh, how does like what what I guess would be starting out like your earliest memory of of the family business of of a business that you've grown up around and in? My earliest so we have a uh, an early nineteen thirties uh, Ford pickup, and it's like a flatbed with two uh, kind of um, long wood panels on either side. It's mm-hmm. like a barrier. Yeah. And they would uh, haul water in that uh, uh, pickup, and it's got you know Eureka Springs on it. Yeah. And I I can't remember who drove it, uh, but I was in second grade, and they drove that car down to uh, my school when I was I was attending uh, for um, like a special celebration that day. I can't remember what the theme yeah. was, but the, the car was there, and I guess it was. I think it may have been something along the lines of, you know, celebrate the 30s or, you know, past Americans mm-hmm. that were in their 30s that helped shape the United States. And building with the theme, yeah. my family thought it would be a cool idea to bring the truck down there and have all the kids pose on it. And it was really cool, but I think the teachers were more appreciative of it than the kids were. That's, uh, awesome. that's probably the earliest memory I have that's associated with the company. Um, but actually being there probably a lot of sweeping floors and a lot of cleaning <laughs> trash cans. Uh, I definitely, yeah. you know, I, uh, I started at the very bottom of the barrel and they said, well, you're going to, you're going to learn every aspect of this business starting with the ground up and, you know, get a broom because yeah. you're going to be doing a lot of sweeping. And, and they just said it builds character and I got a lot of it. I got a lot, I got a lot of character. <laughs> oh, I love that. Do you, do you guys still have that truck? Oh yeah, we yeah. still have it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. It's in a protective garage. Yeah, it's in a museum now. Right? Pretty it's much, in, it's in the family museum. Yeah. Uh, but no, we still have it, and you know, we'll kind of we'll uh, make sure it gets like a little test drive every once in a while, keep yeah. everything running smoothly. But we we still have it. It's cool. Yeah, well, it's great for branding, isn't it? And, and mm-hmm. just to get it out and maybe drive around out for a photo shoot or yeah. the, the family you know, the family photo or a team photo in front of it. You know, it's well, that's exactly it what signifies we, a lot of cool things. Yeah, that's exactly what we did a couple of years ago. We did a, a fleet photo, so we got all of our trucks out to the parking lot and kind of yeah. staged them looking cool and then someone had a drone and they flew up there and took That's like awesome. a big wide picture of the plant and all the fleet and then the truck was right in the middle of it yeah that's badass. Yep. I love that. So, so started then sweeping floors, and yes. I mean, in that warehouse, there was a lot of floor space to be sweeping around. Uh, about ten thousand square <laughs> feet of floor. So, where? How old were you when you started sweeping floors? And then, what was the first kind of, I guess, promotion you got from sweeping floors? Where did you go after that? I, I started about twelve. Um, you know, this my parents say hey, that's a good time for you to start uh, start getting a job and learning how to take care of yourself, learning mm-hmm. what the value of a dollar bill is and responsibility and all that. Um, and after I started sweeping floors and getting the hang of it, it's kind of a, a mixed bag, if you will, because it was, I would also help on the production line sometime, but I think the real track was I would, uh, I moved into the cooler department. So the water dispensers that those five gallon jugs sit on, that's where I moved into and I learned how to clean them take them apart, service them, uh, and just overall just how they worked and the inventory of them. And yeah. then after that, it was probably a bit more production. And then 
I got my forklift license when I was 16, 17-ish, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever driven a forklift, but I have it's, it, but it does look, when people do it well, it looks cool. It is very cool. Right, and I do not spinning do it, around, and like, I do, do you have not a knob on the well. steering wheel as well, like to spin around yep. with? Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I was carrying a pallet of glass bottles. Oh, geez. And I took a turn too fast in front of my boss then at the time, and that whole pallet just went lopsided. And just a bunch of glass, and yeah. everyone just, like, stopped and just looked. I'm just like, <laughs> crap. <laughs> and like, you know what? Maybe forklifting is not for you. <laughs> and that was the last day I was officially on the forklift. But... Learned valuable lesson to always drive carefully. Definitely, yeah, yeah. The fork truck thing is cool. Like you know, it's it, there's a lot going on, right? You know, you're moving around and, and then you're moving the pallet up and down. And there, there's a serious skill with how fast those guys load trucks, whether it's water you, or other pallets. Like it, it, you definitely have to because we've got oh, I think about seven or eight uh, forklifts in our plant, and um, you know, two of them are devoted to loading up. Uh, trailers that back to our loading docks and they, mm-hmm. they'll pick up 22 pallets at a time and we've got eight yeah. trucks that come in on a daily basis to get loaded so we got to be in and out pretty efficient quickly there and on the other hand uh, we've got 30 route trucks give or take uh, that come in every day and we have to unload um, the empty five gallons that they have picked up from the route and then reload um, whatever their route pertains for the next day. And we got to yeah. do it quickly because they're, they're lining up and got to get them out parked so that they're ready to go with the next day. So yeah. it's definitely, I mean, you got to definitely watch where you're going in the plant. Cause there's, there's a forklift about everywhere you look. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, <clears throat> kind of referenced it earlier that being in there and seeing everything moving around. And I mean, it's, you guys are busy, right? You know, yeah. you're on a deadline. You've got to look, you know, the trucks come in from the day out, you know, that you've got to load them ready for the morning and, and just kind of keep it moving. And I mean, I always kind of use Chick-fil-A as like the reference for things moving smoothly and mm-hmm. efficiently, right? And, you know, that's kind of like the goal is to get this that's thing definitely smoothly, the goal. you know, moving and running so that next day it just keeps going and going and going. I'm not going to lie. We definitely look forward to uh, holiday days during uh, the week or on the weekend. Gives you a break. <laughs> gets a, yeah, we get to catch our breath. Yeah, definitely. So so you go from, from, from dropping glass bottles. Quick side note, do you guys still use glass bottles today? We do. Yeah? Uh-huh. What size um, are they? What size? Yeah, because that's uncommon, right? So the industry, acts, the, the bottled water industry started out in glass yeah, originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is a company called Mountain Valley that still operates in glass, and we are a licensed distributor for them. So okay. we don't make it in-house. We sure. we just um, we get the load from Mountain Valley, and then we uh, sell it to the customers who want Mountain Valley. Yeah. But they have five-gallon glass bottles, two-and-a-half-gallon. Um, they have one liters and uh, third liters. Dude, that's a lot of glass. A lot of glass. <laughs> so you can imagine the mess that I made. Uh, I, I mean, I would have, I, I, my dad is in the glass business, but more about windows, doors, shop fronts, stuff like that. So they're heavy. I know the sound. Yep. It's uh, it's not a fun sound to hear, is it's it? It's coupled with the sound of fear and yeah. just, oh no, yeah, that's, <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? Yeah, exactly. And even in a busy warehouse, it stands mm-hmm. above. Everyone knows what's happening. Everyone knows. Yeah. So from that kind of moment, you get, you know, taken, you know, fork truck gets taken away from you. Where do you go from there? 
Did you get back to sweeping the floors? No. Oh, I went and probably worked some, some more production lines. Um, I did, uh, it, it was in college, actually. I, I did a bit of closing up the warehouse. So that okay. was kind of the next bigger step for me. So I would work with our um, after-hours uh, supervisor. And so I would get there at noon, yeah. and I would help him check in trucks. I would take trucks back to the parking lot. Um, and at the end of the day, when all the trucks are in and all the employees have left, I would go around the building, mm -hmm. securing everything, making sure everything's turned off. I'd lock it, set the alarm, and go home. It'd be about 7:30. But that was just another responsibility that I hadn't learned. It was a, a it was definitely a fun gig. Um, yeah. Missed a lot of thunder tip-offs, though. Missed a lot of dinners, but uh, you know, it was nice having to be able to sleep in, you know, kind of right. stroll into work around uh, noon. Yeah, that's not a bad life when Be, you're young, Being right? able to play, uh, a, or, uh, play a quick uh, 9 or 18 before yeah. you come in. Yeah. That was always nice. That's that's like the, uh, that's a great life. And mm -hmm. until, until, like you said, you you know, you have date nights to go to, or you have birthdays to go to. Yes. Or Thunder Games, or, you know, engagements that start at 6, 30, 7 o'clock, and you're like... Or especially when <laughs> my supervisor would take off, and it would be just me closing the whole thing down. So yeah. that was always... That was always a little scary. Just that's a lot. It's a lot, dude. I hate the dark. So anything like that, <laughs> like you, I, you know, and I'm kind of like the cliche. When I was a kid, like you, you, know, you flick the light off downstairs, you run upstairs yes, as fast as I possible. Did, I did that too. It's that okay. is me, right? But I can't imagine what it's like in a ten thousand square foot warehouse with just plastic and balls and creaking well, and just noise and wind and all the other stuff that goes yeah, on. Yeah, I in mean, warehouse. during you know during operating hours, it's very loud. Yeah. There's a lot of mechanical, you know, moving parts. You know, it's just it's normal because yeah. we're used to it. If ever, like, something's not running, it's usually, it's like, okay, like, what's broken? And at night, like, everything's just shut off. It's like, man, this is, this is like, too quiet. Yeah. So, do you, and you go through from that, <clears throat> and you go through into, like, do you get to a point where, you know, where, where you're on a route, you get a truck now, and you've kind of, like, because you're in college at this point, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it was, was that time, before we go down the, the I mean, I'm sure you do get to a truck, but before we get to that time, what was your aspiration when you're in college? Do you want to go do into the business? Was it like the plan or was it like, eh, I'm gonna, I mean, the business is always going to be there. I'm going to try to do my own thing. Uh, that's a great question. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, the business was always going to be there. It was okay. always going to be an option for me. And uh, I know my family had that pegged uh, for myself. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, going into college or going through college, I should say, I had a lot of friends and, you know, they would have like internships out of state where they do like different things. And, you know, like that's like really cool that they yeah. get to have these opportunities just for the sake of doing something different. And just, you know, to look back on my previous experiences and, you know, be proud of like, hey, you know, like I did something different and that was OK. Like mm -hmm. I gained a good experience. I wanted that. And so um, I decided to do something different right out of college. Um, I went into public accounting for about a year. Um, and I got a great education in working with or as a team, mm -hmm. solving accounting problems in different uh, in different businesses and industries, which was really cool. And I knew that I could take that uh, knowledge and experience that I got from there and apply it to um, Ozarka whenever I uh, decided to come back home. Yeah, that's a that, that's a great way to put it, too, because, you know, some of the businesses out there, family businesses, you know, it's it can be kind of a burden sometimes knowing that I always have a job here. Um, but also like you, you, you learn so much more by going out and like you said, working in a different business because you can bring those skills in and it's, you know, it's not like, 
you get I think you get probably a little bit more respect from from your peers and from the people who who eventually might even work for you because you've been away not like you've been silver spoon fed and you know it sounds like from what you said already like you started sweeping the floors yeah you know? like there's there's a lot of guys that knew me when I was sweeping floors and that are still working there today yeah uh, you know they'd see me on the production line and kind of hoop and holler and uh, joke around with me yeah. which is always kind of fun that you know we still have that relationship but you know, like, like you said, it's it's a respect thing, and right. I want to prioritize their growth as an employee as long as they're with the company. Yeah. And I know that if I hold and carry myself a certain way within the company, you know, that leadership mm-hmm. goes a long way with yeah. them. And that's, that's all I want to do is just set a good example, and you have to do it from the ground up. Right. Because if you just kind of go in there with – you know, a very carefree attitude, thinking like you own the place and so you're not going to get the reception you think you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got to lean on them at certain times. Right. And you know, they're going to lean exactly. on you and you, you know, when it comes to you leaning on them, it's all, you need that respect. It's, it's all teamwork. Yeah. I, I'm still, I've still got plenty of growth. I mean, to, to do, I mean, I, yes, I'm in the front office now after being on a truck and having my own route, I, have you know, got, you know, the blessing to, you know, officially work at the front office, mm-hmm. but you know, those guys have still done, you know, certain jobs for a long period of time. And I've only done snippets yeah. of it here and there. I've done everything, but not for as long of a time as right. others have. And so, like you said, I don't know all the answers. I'll need to go to them to help uh, me with certain endeavors and vice versa. Yeah. So it's it's all teamwork in the end. Tell me about that truck experience in that first route of you driving. And I mean, that's, that's big stage, right? I mean, that's... Give yeah. it a truck. Because those uh, trucks are not small. They're boats. Yeah. And, you know, these boats are, they're, they're big, they're tall. Um, they go 55 miles an hour downhill with the wind, <laughs> with the pedal of the metal. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's a big billboard is yeah. what it is on wheels. And, you know, you got to keep that in mind. Um, cause you know, you're a representative of the company, yeah. um, driving this huge truck. Like you just come, someone cuts you off. You can't flip them the bird. Cause then it's like, well, Hey, your company employee just flipped me the bird. <laughs> do your trucks have, you know, uh, call number oh, yeah. on the side that says, yes, you they know, do. tell me how good my driving is. <laughs> Nobody calls that to say you've been driving well, no. you know, you know, and. Um, it's funny. We've got some monitors on trucks that kind of gauge yeah. like how fast we're going and where we've been, which is brake pressure and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and, and it's yeah. helpful because you know, uh, let's say a customer does, or it don't have to be a customer; it could be just anyone on the road, and they could say you did something wrong, and you know they can go back and corroborate that evidence and say, yeah. "Well, you're not in the wrong." We'll right. just say we're so sorry this happened to you, you know, forgive yeah. us. It's, it's a big truck, you know, thanks. you thank you for your patience and understanding. But, you know, my route was fun. I, uh, actually I, I got country routes. So I had to go all the way to, uh, Luther, um, Piedmont and, uh, Winniewood. Yeah. And it was, it's a long drive of those small towns, but when you, when you do it for so long, you, you know how to get around those small towns like the back of your hand. Winwood's a long way away. Yeah. It's like two hour drive. Yeah. In a normal car. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a hike. Yeah. But 
you know, the people out there are really nice because there's, there's oh, so not so many people out there, right. but, you know, they needed me to kind of hit the outskirts because they needed help in that area. Yeah. And you get out there and, uh, you know, it's I will probably several dozen customers out there, but the, and they all know each other. They all have their same daily routine and it's it's a really cool you know the small towns are great they're they're great communities um and you know if you know i said hey if you ever if you ever need anything i'd give my number and actually a couple weeks ago i get a call and i don't recognize the number i'm like hello it's like is this tanner it's like yes it's like do you still work for ozark i'm like yes it's like i don't know if you remember me but i used to work at the the grocery store up here at luther like oh my god yes of course like how, how can i help we haven't gotten water in a while, and used to be our driver, and we don't know what to do now. I'll handle I'll it. I'll take care of I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. So the the route never stops. Yeah. That's so cool, though, because you're right. Like, you, you build a connection. You build a relationship with, with people, regardless if they're in a small town or a big town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you give, them, you give them your number, and you never, never expect them to call you, you know. No. And, but, but when they do, and you get a phone call like that from, from years ago, right, you know, and it's just like, Yeah. You know, I yeah. can help you. Like, yeah, that's so I, I, cool. I can I can help, and and that's that's what we're in the business of. You know, yeah. we, we sell two things: we sell service and we sell water. Yeah. Um, in that order, uh, customer service is the bedrock of what this right. company is about because we've got several representatives like myself driving these trucks, and we need to you know be kind, be friendly, create a relationship with customers because word of mouth is powerful, and that word of mouth can spread to other friends mm-hmm. of you know your customers like hey my uh, my niece needs uh, water do you have you know can you set her up it's like yeah I've, yeah I've got a cooler on my truck i can get her set up today right um it's just it's being just the friendly neighborhood water guy yeah yeah it's you probably i mean a lot of people what fascinates me sometimes is when you when you meet people and you you know you find out what business they're in and then you dive into that and thankfully fortunately through this podcast I've learned so much about so many different businesses mm-hmm. and and kind of the ways that people have businesses and the things and the services that you never thought would be a thing right and water people would be like we can get from a tap right but yeah. there's certain tastes and when you dive into it you know it, there's all these all these things that people you know like the fact but I'm sure there's so many people who just like it because of the people that you are the service you provide and, and the, the relationships that you have yeah it's it's, it's a convenience mm-hmm. you know we are offering the ability to where you don't have to worry about going to the grocery store after work, you've had a long day, you know, we're there to drop off water your house. So when you come home, you had a tip's like, oh, nice. My water's right there. I don't have to do anything. Um, It's, it's, you know, it's stuff like that, that is really self-gratifying to us because we'll get emails every once in a while say, hey, like, thanks so much. Like, I really appreciate it. Your guy was super nice today. You know, whoever your supervisor is, I hope he sees these kudos because he he deserves it. You know, that goes a long way. Um, and people just really like being friendly towards other people. And that's, that's what makes the world go around. Uh, and we aim to be a full water service provider. Uh Um, and if, like you say, you know, some people like to drink out the tap and that's fine. You know, we're not, we're not forcing you to drink our water. We're just offering an alternative. And if you don't want to drink tap, Hey, you know, we hope you use our product. That's, that's all it is. And, you know, we believe and I, I prefer drinking my water is out of, um, instead of the sink, yeah. but 
it's not for everyone, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's tastes are different, right? I mean, you got most of Oklahoma likes Dr Pepper. I really, I don't mind it, but I prefer Coke. Um, Dr Pepper is amazing. With I Mexican know, food. I know. So I good. Know. But my, my father-in-law, I mean, it, you can inject it into his veins, so you can probably draw it from his veins. <laughs> like he, he loves Dr Pepper. Um, talking of, of the product, though, let's dive into kind of the source and where it all comes yep. from and how that all starts. Like. Because, I mean, obviously you've got the well at the facility in Oklahoma City, but kind of what is, you know, I guess the origin story of, you know, going back to the family where, think, you know, thinking, yeah, I mean, we have this water source, let's sell water, and then we can go into the product. So in 1971, my grandfather purchased Eureka Water Company. Okay. Um, and the parent company at the time is Arrowhead Waters. And we were paying a royalty rate to Arrowhead Waters um, to use uh, Ozarka Springwater name. Um, with that also comes their quality control uh -huh. team. Uh, and this quality control team would visit our plant periodically to make sure um, that we were doing the spring water treatment processes by the book. Because uh -huh. spring water, um, it's it's a special type of water because um, it comes from a spring water source as yeah. opposed to uh, our Ozark drinking water, which comes from a 600 foot artesian well. Um, it's, it's definitely, it's, you can definitely d um, taste the difference. Mm -hmm. uh, and spring water has higher alkal alkalinity uh, than drinking water. So they want to make sure, Hey, if you're going to use an, and our name, you know, yeah. we want to make sure right. it's the right product and exactly. you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in 1974, uh, Arrowhead <clears throat> contacted our company and said, Hey, um, the spring is closing and we're getting out. Mm -hmm. Um, that also means that our, or our quality control team is moving to Florida. So you guys are on your own. It's like, not well, the call that you want like, well, this, from your water provider. So <laughs> right. they said, look, we can renegotiate our um, our uh, royalty rate sure. um, for like a lesser deal if, if you guys still want to be in the business. And we countered and said, well, how about we pay you a one-time fee and we buy the name mm -hmm. Ozarka and use it into perpetuity. So they agreed. And in 1975 we um, have the name and we're yeah. using a perpetuity. Although technically we were bottling Ozark and Rinky water since 1972. Sure. After the spring closed, there were only two types of water. It was Ozark drinking water and purified water. Um, and that was the case until 1983 when Arrowhead contacted us again and said, hey, just kidding, we're actually getting back in spring water. Uh, so they're relaunching their spring water and right. we're just like, you're the one that told us to get out of it in the first place. Like, this is, this is silly. Right. And like, sorry, like the market's calling for it. We're going to get back in it. It's like, okay, well, we're going to do the same. So 1983, we find a, uh, different, um, spring source oh. and it's the one that we're still using today. And from 1983 to 2012, we were bottling simultaneously Ozarka drinking water and, Ozarka spring water. I know gotcha. the bottle's kind of mushy. It's 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 an older bottle, yeah. but that's uh, that's the label that we used okay. to have for yeah. Ozarka spring water. Um, up until 2012, um, we lost a litigation battle with Nestle Waters when 
the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals overturned a unanimous jury verdict that no longer allowed us to use the Ozarka Springwater name. Um, we weren't down and out for too long. Yeah. Uh, we still had our source. And since our DBA is Ozarka Water, our holding company is still Eureka Water. So we use Eureka Spring Water, which is what this product is today. Okay. Is that kind of like a, I mean, the bottle is obviously a lot different and the brand's mm. different. That looks more of like a luxury type bottle. Yes. Right? Kind it of is. like a it's business. A pre- it's premium spring water. Premium, okay. That's, you know, this is economy. Your every day. This, yeah. yeah, economy is good yeah. stuff, which is still good. Uh, and then I just this see is, it just in the packaging, you right, can tell, it's, right? It's a difference. It, and, yeah. you know, spring water, it's 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 more of a niche okay. target for customers and higher alkalinity, and it comes from a different source. It comes gotcha. from a spring source. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends who um, said, hey, like, I love your water. I get it all the time. And some of these are out-of-state friends. So, yeah, yeah. I see Ozark are, like, you know, at the grocery store today in Houston. And it's... And it's this stuff right here. You know, this is the Nestle Ozarka. So yeah. this is their Ozarka spring water. And it's like, hey, like, instead of going into this giant spiel that I just told you now, right. it's just more of, appreciate thank, thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. It's, uh, Thumbs up. Yeah. It's uh, not quite our product, but, you know, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Um, so it's, I get a lot of people who say, you know, what's the difference? And that long yeah. spiel is, is the difference, but it's. No one has the time to <laughs> right. listen yeah, to yeah, that yeah. Uh, litigation history lesson, but it's still. But for those who do, it's it's very unique. It's very cool. Um, a lot of people didn't realize that was going on, or that was the case. Right. Um, so that's inherently the difference in why there's two different types of Ozark out there. Yeah. The one with the stars, the Texas one. You don't want. You don't want that stuff. No. We are uh, <laughs> no. No. Um, this is. Uh, made in Oklahoma product we're proud of it yeah and I know you kind of touched on it earlier and we can we can delve into it right now but um, I feel like it's a good segue yeah because you have the Mayo logo on yeah, your vans MIO. Your trucks. <clears throat> um, yeah we're, we're part of the made in Oklahoma coalition and it's a really fantastic coalition to be a part of um, if you don't know about it I highly encourage listeners to certainly go check it out and uh, use Oklahoma uh, made in Oklahoma products because all that money you spend on those products just goes back into our right. state as opposed to buying something that goes and benefits another state. Yeah, um, and Nestle's not exactly a small company. Either. No, <laughs> right? Like, God, they're they wouldn't multi, they won't be hurting if you go mul- and buy. Yeah, Oklahoma multi-billion products, dollar company. Yeah, the um, I'm glad you cleared that up because a lot of people. You know, no, a lot of people think the same thing, right? I think, oh, it's Ozaka, it's all the same thing. Well, when you look at it closely, it's two completely different companies, two completely different logos, two totally different, like, full names are different, right? And, um, and, and taste different. and all the other stuff that exactly. goes into it, right? Exactly. Um, one of the things I noticed kind of from, from when, when I did the tour with you is that um, you guys obviously, you know, we're kind of touching on it a little bit, but you, just, you, know, you do a lot of different products, but also, like, the process in in you know that comes out of the water that comes out of the artesian well that's mm-hmm. that's at the facility it's quite a cool process like if you're interested in that thing to kind of understand it and how you know the water goes through all its phases and then before it gets to the bottle and before it gets to you like it's you know it's fascinating and i'm sure like you know it like the back of your hand now <laughs> yeah i mean i think any any engineering buff would be very you know would, would nerd out at, yeah. at um at the process it's it's like uh seeing one of those episodes of how it's made on National Geographic. Uh, But, you know, it starts from, you know, the well. And we had drilled the well uh, 
in the early 70s, mm-hmm. and then we built that new facility around it. Uh, you know, the well just wasn't there. We had to we had to drill yeah. into it, and it's a private source water um, into the Garber Wellington. And so we pulled that water um, out of the Garber Wellington aquifer, and it then goes into um, our distillers. And so those distillation units, they superheat the water, and it vaporizes um, the water to where water that doesn't have any impurities in it will be siphoned off into another holding tank and then the and the water that has impurities in it still will just kind of be flushed and run back through the municipal system after uh we have collected the purified just distilled water uh, we run it through uh, one micron filtrations which is a fancy word of saying really really small filters that um get out any other uh, nitty-gritty stuff that um, the distillation units may have missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the multi-barrier filtration process, uh, it'll hit um, ozonation, which helps clean the water further. It'll get hit with um, UV, uh, ultraviolet rays, to also help further clean it. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we add uh, minerals, um back to taste for drinking water. Gotcha. We wouldn't add minerals back to distilled water because distilled water is free of yeah, any yeah. impurities. Yeah. And then once we add minerals back, we finally collect it in one of those really tall uh, holding tanks, and they can hold about 60,000 gallons, which is quite a So big, much water. Very, yeah, it's, it's a ton. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll darn near go through half that holding tank just in – a couple of weeks uh, we, we run a lot of water um and yeah that's and when they're in those holding tanks they're they're ready to go yeah for just for people listening for context that don't understand how much sixty thousand gallons of water is what what would you say the average swim pool household swimming pool holds oh gosh just your average pool how you know well how much water is that do you know off the top I, of your head? I don't know off the top of my head not it's, it's probably less than sixty thousand gallons surely mm-hmm. i would assume so Anyway, that's just some me thinking of like how can I how can I put that in a context? It's a lot of freaking water. I've seen these tanks; they're massive. I know I know fifteen hundred gallons is like a just like a kiddie pool. Wow! Just you know something. Yeah. Probably about nine. I'd say six feet in diameter. Maybe it's like fifteen hundred yeah. gallons. And ones you can buy in Walmart. Yeah, exactly. God, it's crazy. If, and that's if you like fill it all the way. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Of course, that's nuts, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just to put it in the context, but go into kind of like you know, like the amount of the, the the product line that you have, because a lot of people might think that I can only buy Ozark drinking water either in a small bottle in the gas station, or I can get the five gallon buckets that I see in my office, right? Obviously, there's a lot more to it, and and I think just for education, people listening, they need to know that you can. It's not you know, you don't have to. You can buy. You know different ones as well full water service provider that's that's the goal and every person is going to have different likes and dislikes and we want to cater to um, as many customer bases as we possibly can so we have like you said the five gallon um, uh, bottles that go on mm-hmm. uh, water dispensers we have a line dedicated for that um, that same line also uses three gallons mm-hmm. um, we also have a one gallon and two and a half gallon production line. <clears throat> and then lastly, we have a half liter production line that does 
16.9 ounce bottles and 12 ounce bottles all the way up to a liter yeah. and as small as eight ounce. So a really wide range of products that we offer to anyone who wants to wants a catalog yeah. to look at what we got. And I was kind of surprised you guys, I mean, I didn't think of this and this is probably just because I was just generally surprised and I unaware, but you guys don't just do businesses, you do home deliveries too. Yes, home and office. Yeah. Um, we have we have about thirty routes, and we cover the greater sixty six um, counties of Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. not including the uh, kind of that northeast corner where Tulsa sure. is. We don't we don't we don't go that far. Uh, and really, we don't go. You know, we don't get in a truck and go all the way to like Ardmore or right. go to Guyman. You know, I mean, we've got distributors that will help us, but just kind of the greater metro area and Winningwood would yeah, be an yeah. exception. Why I don't know, I know but hey, like, when it, it you works. said that, I was like, really? We yes, yeah, so we go as far south as Winniewood, as far north as um, Stillwater, mm-hmm. as far west as El Reno, and then as far east as Holdenville. And if you don't know what that is, just it's close to Shawnee. It's a long way away. Long way, uh, but fairly good pickings. Yes, uh, a fairly good uh, delivery area. Yeah, um, but. That's it's you know not limited just to um, buildings or, right. or uh, companies rather, you know we we uh, go to any any residential home that wants uh, service, yeah, which is nice. So yeah, that's that's really cool to offer the whole service and not just be like oh we're purely businesses only because they're the bigger accounts and they're you know it's it's nice to like I said full service water provider and and I mean it's you know it it's kind of like I'm thinking of the milkman, right? The yeah. milkman goes to every, you know, as many houses as he can. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's really cool to, you know, and I, when we did the tour, I saw the map and I was like, wow, I mean, maps fascinate me because you never see maps ever again. But just that map on the wall in the office, just like, wow, this is, this is the place that we cover. And, you know, it, it's cool to see, but obviously the goal is to grow and, yep. and, you know, take over some more space and serve more people and, and just kind of get, you know, more, more of your product into, into the hands of more Oklahomans. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's the name of the game. Yeah. And that's why it's imperative that our, uh, our route salesmen go out there, uh, and it's a uh, service with a smile. Um, cause you never know who might be looking for water and, right. you know, it's just kind of slowly building relationships, um, and just kind of, you know, being able to get a gauge on, you know, like, Hey, like, is this someone that I can, uh, uh, speak with about, you know, encouraging them to get service. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's about just kind of planting a seed. Yeah. You know, the worst thing they can do is say no. And that's fine. You know, you know, yeah. it's not for everyone, but Hey, you know, we can always be persistent and say, like, all right, well, that's okay. I'll, I'll try again in two weeks and, uh, see if I can't get you to take, uh, have your, your niece or your friend, uh, get set up. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you, you never know. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's always, Sometimes people get, you know, a little gun shy when it comes to sales. Mm-hmm. It's just, just having a conversation. Yeah. And you know, the worst possible thing is just they can say no, and that's it, and right. and that's okay. Yeah, and and it's you know the it's the training that goes into it, and I'm sure when you started driving around, you know, you're the last thing you want to do is ask people for their business, right? It's not a comfortable thing to do, but you just get better at it and you be, you, you know, you just, you're, you be yourself and, and eventually they're going to keep, you know, the good thing is you're on the route, right? They're going to keep seeing you for the most part. Yeah. You know, you don't even have to go in there guns blazing. So it's like, Hey, like, do you know right. anyone else who can take it? It's like, Hey, like, 
do you enjoy our services? You know, do you enjoy it? You know, do you have it set up at home? Yeah. Uh, just find different ways to introduce that into conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and that's, it's as easy as that. Yeah. Are there some days when you're in the office doing the accounting, you think, oh, I'd just love to be in a truck driving in through the country right now? <laughs> kind of. Depending on how hot it is outside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those, I mean, those drives are, they're long, but you know, they're, they're pretty. Yeah. And, you know, I've got, you know, a couple of different employees I've got to manage. I've got my own workload that I got to take care of. I've got, um, uh, my uncle or my CFO who want to give me several projects and heck if I'm on a route, I don't have to worry about any of that. I'm my own boss. I was like, I'll just listen to the radio or sports and just be in my own little world and sell water and try to, uh, try to make new relationships. And so there, yeah, there are definitely those days where, um, being on a truck would be easier as opposed to, um, being a boss. Um, there are, there are definitely those days, but it's, yeah, you got to take the go of the bad. You know, some some days um, I'm going down a three-hour wormhole on YouTube because I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> and there are other days when I'm on a route. Yeah. And uh, this true story that's happened, I'm in Luther. I'm two stops away from finishing, and I'm going down a dirt road, and it's so bumpy, uh, my truck dies, and I can't get a tow truck to come get me for two hours. I'm just sitting there, just like I what can you do? Like right, tr- yeah. truck's dead you can't yeah. do anything. And, uh, I had two, I had two customers left. Like I was so close to being done. And so I call him. I was like, well, I'm, I called my uncle. I was like, Hey, I'm just, I'm stuck here. It's like, well, have you finished all your customers? Like, well, no, I got two left. It's like, did you call them? Well, I didn't think about that. <laughs> should probably do that. And yeah. so I, oh, I, I called them and I said, Hey, like, so sorry, I, my truck broke down. I can't do anything about it. Um, I know it sounds kind of weird, but like if you come to me, I can complete the sale for you. And one of them's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll take you up on it." I'm like, "Okay." And so I'm, you know, out in this country road, and I throw up the uh, the bay doors, and yeah. I do the transaction right there. Put him in his trunk, and he's like, "Well, thanks for uh, taking care of me today. Appreciate it." He's like, "Yeah, thanks for coming all this way to thanks for meeting me." Halfway. Yeah, thanks for meeting me halfway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and so the tow truck finally got there, and I, I don't remember the all the technical wirings about it, but there was a, a battery cable mm-hmm. that came off, and all you do is just kind of snug it back in, and then the truck would start. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's all we had to do? And, like, I, I, I didn't... Dude, I, me I and you were exactly the I same. I had no idea. Like, I have no mechanical skill I, whatsoever. I thought the worst about man. Like something happened, like inside yeah. the engine, like something's ruined. I broke, you know, I broke something. It's gonna be my fault. Right. Like, now you, these country roads are hard on trucks. The wire just popped out. All you have to do is just snag it back in. It's like, man, he's gonna be so pissed <laughs> when he realizes the tow bill just to plug yeah. in a cord or a, tow, a <laughs> but wire. But it won't happen again. That's and it won't thing, happen right? again. And it's that was the last time I was on a truck too. <laughs> well, so back to, I mean, you, you the gla- breaking of the glass on this truck incident. It sounds like you come to a time where you're like, okay, now we need to move you on. Yeah. Now we need to move you on again. Let's get you to, uh, where, let's get you're, you to where you're not operating uh, any vehicles. <laughs> they start uh, calling me crash. <laughs> 
Uh, simple times though, right? There's yeah. sometimes you're in the office and you're just like, ah, oh, simple times. It'd be great to go back to just driving around in a truck and you it's, know, it's a certain piece about it, right? It's a certain piece. It's also the the relationships and friends you have made through your customers because they genuinely care about you and vice versa. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten, you know, tips on my route from people saying, hey, like, thank you so much for taking care of me. It's like, yeah. you didn't have to do this. Give me a tip, like, that's so nice. Like, right. I really appreciate it. Um, and just asking them about, you just, you get to know them. You get to know little intimate details of their life. And then, you know, one day, uh, unfortunately, you're, you're pulled off on the route to yeah. uh, serve bigger and better things with the company. And But that lady still has my number, and if she wants to yeah. call me, she still can. Yeah, no, I, I mean, just listening, just to her, I love the fact that you've literally gone through every single job to get to where you are now. Like, you resonate with everybody on the line. You know everybody. You know, when we when we did the walkthrough, you know, you... You know, sometimes when you walk through a business with someone who's in a position of authority or a part of the family, you know, you can definitely tell if they have a, a really good relationship with people working. Because sometimes nobody says a word to you, mm-hmm. right? Or you get what I saw with you is people giving you a fist bump, good to see you, asking you how's family and all this stuff. And like, it's it's cool to see, right? And I'm sure, you know, you've, it's great for you to sometimes just go into the into the warehouse just to say hello to the guys. Because oh, yeah. you might not have seen them for two or three days because they're busy, you're busy, but just to go chop it up and get out of the office sometimes feels great. Well, they got a lot of me because I, I had to go work this past weekend. On the oh, you did? I did. I had to go. I got called in Saturday and Sunday to help uh, on the production line while the the marathon was going and if you didn't get to uh, the plant early enough to start yeah i can't you didn't tell you, get, you you didn't get to the plant well that or all the parking spots were gone yeah because everyone i just i didn't think about it and everyone just swarms that area because it's right by the boulevard well, the, and it's, the new it's, finish line is right yeah it's like 100 feet away yeah. and there's just so many people bustling about and it's and it's like what are these guys doing open on sunday it's like hey we gotta work we got work to work. we yeah. got work to do yeah oh i Thinking of that, I much would have preferred being on a production line than finishing the marathon because I, I was miserable when I did. Finished. You do it? Oh uh, yeah, and it was the half of the full. I'm, I did the full, and I'm still feeling the pain. Good for you. <laughs> like, it was brutal. So I never understood this before, but when you get halfway or you get to like mile 14 and 15 and you're as far away as you can possibly be, <laughs> the Devon Tower looks so small, oh, no. and you're at like mile 14, 15, and you're just like you really question why you're doing this. It's like, so is my Uber app working today? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. But I somehow managed to finish. Um, Good for a you. A lot of old people in front of me who are definitely better running than I am finished in front of me. And that was kind of like a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a humbling, I think. But um, yeah, it was fun. But it was good to see because you come around that last corner right in front of right in front of the plant, right mm-hmm. in front of the facility. Yeah. So, you know, no Can't doubt. miss it. No, there was people everywhere, thankfully, cheering me on. I was, there were still people there when I finished, so that was a plus. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. And for you, it's cool to be, you know, just regardless of a business perspective, but it's cool to be a part of the business community as well and be close to downtown where you are and have that, you know, because for a long time, you know, with that, without that new road going in, you're just kind of part of – you know, you're a little, little bit away from yeah. the city. Now it's kind of coming to you, isn't it? So that's kind of cool to so, see business development in that area so as well. The, yeah, the old I-40 used to go almost directly over our plant. Uh, and so we were almost, it was kind of like a, a wall, if you will. Like we were like anything north of I-40 is where it was at. Everything right. south was kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. It, it, to me, that's what it felt like. And then, you know, I-40 got taken down. 
and the new boulevard came in and it really just opened up everything and you know i'm i'm only you know, i'm only 29 but i feel like i've grown up with this city as mm-hmm. it has also grown up as well yeah. and it's very cool to see how far the city has come it's it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it's it's a happening place I know the the neighborhood around where our plant is. Um, I know it's got big plans for the future uh, with maps and other development, and it's going to be really special and really cool whenever it's that's all said done. It, I don't think it'll be for a couple of years, but it, it'll be really cool just to be in a in a happening place again. Because, like you said, you know, there's a brewery right across the street from us. Mm-hmm. Actually, well, there's three. There's three breweries. Yeah, within um, walking distance. Within, yeah, within a hundred yeah. feet of us, yeah. which is because Angry Scott's just north of you, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure is. And you know, then you know, social capitals. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple another two hundred feet away, the 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 new parks over there, the convention center, and we you know we can, we've got a great view to it, and it's yeah. just it's, it's so cool, like, being in that parking lot. It's like wow, like we've got a great view of the skyline just like right here. Yeah. And we didn't have that, you know, when the old I-40 was up. It's just kind of, it's very cool to mm-hmm. see. It's cool to be in the heart of, um, you know, be uh, in the heart of downtown again. Yeah. Not that we weren't ever, but it's, it's almost like a breath of fresh air with the new development that's going on. Right. And I'm so excited for the future. Yeah, because I mean, with the new road coming in, you're getting a lot more eyeballs on you that probably never would have driven past you in the, you know, coming down Boulevard. Like you wouldn't, you never came into the city that way before, right? You know, yeah, you'd always every, kind of go off Sheridan, come well, in from the other side. Yeah, and you know, the I it was it was elevated, yeah. so like you couldn't see down below. You just couldn't see yeah, the roof. Yeah. Now you can like it's like one of the first things you see when yeah. you get on the Boulevard. Yeah, or one of the awesome. last, depending on which route you take. Right. No, it's awesome. Well, mate, I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for sharing the story. It's um, you know, I I, I look forward to the 50th year celebration i know it's a little late but covid has done that to a lot of businesses so yeah looking forward to seeing how you guys celebrate that um you know it's it's great to see the trucks all over the city uh and now i know a lot more about it so it's great to have more context and um looking forward to playing golf soon we need to tee it up yes the uh, the golf courses are back they're getting green the grass is turning the sun's coming out hopefully the wind stops soon because playing golf in this is awful terrible um let me fix my slice first yeah then you, then you got a deal oh, it's so bad at the moment but um for people listening i'll put the links to um ozaka website and all the products you can go check them out and also put the links to uh mio as well as so you can check out there and all the made in oklahoma businesses um because they're great and, and you should definitely go support those we've done podcasts with them in the past and, and it's been great to to share their stories of all oklahoma made products and people who've started their entrepreneur journey even if it's just selling candles or a small business it's, it's really cool to see so tana mate thanks you so much for coming down share some stories yeah mike thanks for having me on this was a lot of fun i it's, appreciate it you can see why i love doing what i do it's it's a blast so for people listening i'll put the links in the description and we will catch you next episode cheers cheers this podcast is presented by the oklahoma hall of fame telling oklahoma stories through its people since 1927 Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.